Thy will be done. Yes, Lord. Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God. Jesus,
1 Corinthians 16. And uh, we'll start at verse 8, and I'm just going to read two verses, so I'll read 8 and 9 for you. Uh, I'm going to read three different translations, um, and, and then we'll tie that in, and you'll figure out why I was reading three uh, at the end. Uh, the first one is the New International Version, and it reads, but I'll stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost, because a great door for effective work has opened to me. And there are many who oppose me. That, that's the NIV version. Uh, the NLT version, New Living Translation says, in the meantime, I'll be staying here at Ephesus until the feast or festival of Pentecost. Uh, there is a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. Uh, and I'll read the King James Version, of course, for those uh, who may uh, relate to that better. But I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Uh, I, I want to encourage everybody and, and really push and launch everybody this morning with this thought. Um, there is an open door, um, but there is also a challenge with the open door, all right? All right. So, so the challenge of the open door is what we're talking about. As we talk about expansion, uh, as we talk about the things that God is doing in our life, as we talk about God taking us to new dimensions, those are the easy parts for us to declare those things, to declare uh, that we will end up better than, than we left, uh, that we will go higher uh, than we've ever gone before. Those are the things that, that even in church we find ourselves saying. And, and while we talk about um, the the ending result and while we talk about our final destination uh, it is not as popular to talk about the journey i'll say it again i'll say it again uh, uh, for some of us uh, it is easier to discuss uh, uh, the destination it is easier uh, to say that i know uh, that i am victorious and yes that is true uh, uh, but but i don't want us to negate the responsibility of personal work that goes in between uh, 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 once upon a time and happily ever after, okay? I don't want us to negate the, re the personal responsibility as, as, as men and women of God. I don't want us to negate uh, that there is still work and there are still challenges and there are still things uh, that we will have to overcome, that we will have to learn how to navigate uh, so that we can end up in the place that all of us speak of. All right, all right. So so, so victory uh, uh, can be our destination. Victory can be our portion. Uh, uh, expansion uh, can, be, can be our aim. Uh, but, but even in expansion, there is the stretching. Right. And when we talk about stretching, we talk about us being uh, our minds being illuminated, our hearts being opened, our ear gates being opened in, in a whole new way. And so I want to talk about the challenge of the open door today. Uh, in, in, in the early 1960s, uh, there was a game show uh, that, that really swept through America. Uh, it was introduced to America uh, uh, by the name of Let's Make a Deal. Uh, and, and, and I don't know if I have any game show uh, above song here, but 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 it was Let's Make a Deal. And of course, the show, as you know, uh, was originally hosted by Monty Hall and, and it swept across households uh, throughout America at lightning speed. But but of course, one of the things that I loved about the show 
uh, was that it was built on the premise of really decision making. And if I could be 100% honest with you, while some would say it was a gamble, I choose to say uh, that, that there was a faith principle even in that game show. Uh, uh, you could uh, take the money that Monty offered you in his hand. Uh, you would walk out of there with cold, hard cash and you'd be good to go. Or you could take what was behind a door. Uh, some say behind a curtain. Uh, for some, it may be behind uh, a fence. But for others, it may be uh, behind a person. Whatever that is, uh, you have the choice between choosing what you knew was sure and then possibly choosing what could be unsure. I want to speak to somebody today who is standing uh, 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 in familiar, but looking towards something that is unfamiliar. Uh, I want to speak to somebody today who is struggling with uh, uh, the task of of, of knowing what God said to you. You know where you want to go. You know where he told you you'd end up. But where you're standing now doesn't look like uh, uh, you'll get to where God said. I, I, I want to speak to somebody uh, mm -hmm. who is contemplating the cash offer. Uh, uh, Monty Hall may not be standing in front of you, uh, but let's be honest, that cash offer uh, could look like the obvious. It could look like the better. Uh, but can I tell you something? Uh, a real help and, 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 and real uh, uh, elevation and real expansion is not coming from a familiar place. All right, I'll say it again, because I, I want to help somebody out with that. Uh, uh, oftentimes, we look at what's familiar as if that is going to be the place where we flourish. And, and oftentimes in scripture, what you saw was that God removes people from familiar, places them in unfamiliar, and blesses them in an unfamiliar place. All right, so I, that's my first declaration to you all today, is that help is coming, expansion is coming, but it's not going to come from a familiar place. Uh, now, many of us have found ourselves in places uh, uh, like the people standing in front of that door, and many of us are that person. Well, today, when we talk about the life of Paul, uh, especially here in First Corinthians, the 16th chapter, uh, he is now in the midst of his second missionary journey. Uh, he has just written uh, a letter reminding the church uh, and, 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 and preaching on the resurrection of Christ, the resurrection uh, of the dead uh, and the resurrection body. Uh, Paul was a, uh, a real apostle uh, and his apostolic assignment was to travel, to train and to transition. I'll say it again. The, the, the apostolic assignment on his life uh, required him to travel, to train, and then to transition. And, and as customary, uh, because of the distance of his journey and because uh, uh, he had to uh, uh, really, really go to the places that he needed to be at, uh, he had to map things out. So, so I wanna tell somebody, this is the season to plan your work and then work your plan, all right? I'll say it again, this is the season and the time, even in quarantine, even in phase one, phase two, wherever you may be at, uh, uh, this is the season to plan your work and then to work your plan. So, so in this text, uh, uh, Paul is writing a letter. He's writing from Ephesus, uh, uh, the current assignment. That is where he is located. That is where uh, uh, he is at. But he's writing to Corinth, which on his journey was going to be his next stop. Uh, and he opens the letter by giving Corinth instructions uh, on how to save and be a blessing uh, uh, to other people who are passing by. 
uh, but something shifts drastically uh, after the first part of the letter uh, when Paul gives Corinth insight to his personal plan. Uh, if I were to paraphrase what Paul was saying or the purpose of his letter, uh, uh, it would really read like, I probably should leave, uh, but I have to stay. I probably should leave, uh, but I have to stay. Uh, and the letter, the letter kind of brings about a couple of things that I kind of want to highlight to you. And I pray that I look at this text from a different lens. Uh, Y'all know what I teach, and I told you what I teach my churches, is that no matter how many times you've seen a text, every time you see it, revelation knowledge means that, that God illuminates something in that text uh, uh, that you have never seen before. And so the first thing that we see in the life of Paul, especially uh, in, in this chapter, uh, is that Paul is saying that, that yes, there is a door. Uh, yes, there is an opportunity. Uh, but but notice he opens with 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 uh, um, altered plans, altered plans, altered plans. Uh, Y'all write that down today for those who are writing. I pray that this gets in your spirit. Uh, uh, if you are going to uh, uh, really deal with an open door, if you are going to effectively uh, uh, say that you are expanding, uh, if you are going to be able to be uh, elevated, you are going to have to come to grips with altered plans altered plan. Uh, this isn't the season where your story matches everybody else's. You ain't going to get things. Some of us ain't got things like everybody else. Uh, one of my testimonies is that while God was allowing other people to take the elevators, he made me take the stairs. And I'm good with that. I am so, so good with that. Uh, but this season is not about comfort. It's about God removing your control. So, so, so you have to understand that Paul opens up by saying, I'll tarry or I'll stay at Ephesus uh, until Pentecost. Uh, please understand this. The word tarry uh, is thought of to often mean just to wait, right? Uh, uh, those who grew up in the Holiness Church, uh, you uh, you heard the term tarry a lot. Uh, but 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 I, I want to make sure we understand the context of that word. Uh, when we talk about tarrying, it is really translated as to stay in expectation. All right, all right. So it's not just waiting. Uh, and 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 I don't want to get off on this, but I, I will say this. Um, for those who say that they are waiting on God to come through, you are waiting on some things to happen in your life. I want to make sure that you understand that that your posture while waiting is what matters. OK, uh, some of us are waiting, but we're irritated. OK, wrong posture. Some of us are waiting, but we're in, living in comparison. Wrong posture. Some of us are waiting. But but the word carry means to stay in expectation. Paul says, I will carry in Ephesus. I will stay in expectation. And I want to just ask, how are you waiting today? Uh, uh, how are you staying today? Uh, uh, are you mad that you're still in the season you're in? Uh, are you upset that God has made you wait? Uh, uh, here, Paul is dealing with altered plans. Uh, why do you say that, Pastor Winton? I'm glad you asked. I say that because Paul understood that he was mapping out, understand he mapped out his journey. By now, he was supposed to be in Corinth, but Paul understood uh, uh, that God had changed his plan. I, I want to say something to all of you all. Uh, 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 when is the last time you allowed God to change your plan without being frustrated? Uh, 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 when is the last time you allowed God to, 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 to make an abrupt change, to put a pause? in your schedule. Uh, uh, some of us are so task-oriented, so 
so so organized uh, that we don't deal well with adjustments. We don't deal well with shifts. Uh, but when God interrupts your what, uh, it's so that he can solidify your why. Okay. I'll say that again. When God interrupts your what, when he interrupts what you are doing, uh, what you are a part of, uh, it's so that he can solidify the purpose. He is pausing uh, uh, your agenda uh, to add weight to your purpose. Paul was clear on the what, uh, but God had to keep him where he was uh, so that he could fully understand the why, the why. And that's like many of us who wanted to do it our way, right? Uh, he could have let you go with the plan and suggested, uh, but you would have spent too much time on the back end validating your why. Notice that Paul's uh, disposition, I told you all the posture matters. Uh, notice he was not frustrated. Uh, it was not failure for him that, that there was a pause on the plan. I pray y'all hear me today. Uh, it, the, the pause is not failure. It was not defeat. Uh, uh, but Paul embraced knowing that the plan had been altered. And here's my question. Here's my question. Uh, what do you look like when the plans are changing? Uh, I would suggest that we got to learn how to move out of ourselves, right? Move out of ourselves and embrace uh, what God has for us. If you can't stand to be inconvenienced by God, then you won't be eligible to be blessed by him. I'll say it again. If you can't stand to be inconvenienced by God, then you won't be eligible to be blessed by him. The last thing I want you to understand about the altar plans is that they aren't punishment. They aren't punishment, but they are protection. Altered plans aren't punishment, but they're protection. Uh, it's not demotion. Uh, it's realignment. Uh, uh, Paul did not discuss his change in plans, uh, but he wrote them out in the form of a letter. Uh, sometimes when things change around us, people make us feel like we did something wrong. Uh, but Paul's staying in Ephesus was not punishment. It was simply realignment. I, I'll say this, uh, like the wheels on your car, uh, ever so often, right, ever so many thousand miles, uh, uh, we don't throw tires away uh, after a couple of thousand miles. Uh, but we do need a rotation. We do need a realignment. Uh, it's not that the tires are bad. It's just that they've maximized their potential in the current position that they're in. Hallelujah. So some of us are like those tires, right? Some of us are, are like uh, that realignment. Uh, uh, we, we, we're not throwing these things out uh, just because we've had a couple of bumps. We're simply uh, 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 being moved so that we can maximize our purpose. All right. So Paul says you're going to have to come to grips. If you want to be expanded, if you want to accept an open door, uh, uh, if you want to be able to walk through the open door, you have to come to grips with altered plans. Uh, but then he says, you're going to have to learn how to deal with assigned places. Assigned places. Uh, if I had time today, of course, I would really deal with uh, the difference between a preferred place and the assigned place. Because many of us have preferred places, uh, uh, but, but everywhere you prefer is not where you're assigned. All right? Uh, uh, that's not just for church. Uh, that's not just for jobs. That's for relationships, too. Uh, 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 maybe you desire to be in one place. Maybe you desire to be with a particular person. Maybe you desire to have a certain amount of money. That is all preference. But but what is your assignment? And can I tell you something? Uh, when it's really God, uh, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll know the difference between your assignment and your preferred place. So so for many of us, many of us, listen, listen carefully, many of us are in a season where we are being forced to drop preference to carry purpose. 
All right? All right, I'll say it again. Many of us are in a season where we are being forced to drop our preference in order to pick up our purpose. Paul says, I'll stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost, uh, uh, for there is a great door of effective work. Now, now hear me well with this. Uh, um, contextually, uh, Corinth, as y'all know, was, was in far worse condition than Ephesus. Uh, so it would have seemed that Paul would have really needed to get to Corinth a lot faster. Uh, but can I suggest that when you understand your assignment, uh, you understand the purpose of staying in your lane. Uh, 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 if I was in church uh, uh, and we weren't in social distancing, uh, I would tell somebody to know your assignment and then stay in your lane, right? Uh, we were taught that years ago, even in driving school. Accidents happen when you don't what? When you don't stay in your lane. Uh, uh, I want to give some characteristics of an assigned place real quick so that we understand uh, how to identify the assigned place. Uh, the first thing you've got to know about an assigned place is that it's usually not where you want to be, uh, but it's right where you need to be. So, so it's not attractive, but it's effective. Uh, uh, please understand uh, that Paul could have felt like he was doing a greater work by going to where there was a greater need. Uh, but just because there was more activity going on in Corinth uh, doesn't necessarily mean that there was effective work that, that was going to be done. All right. So, so again, that assigned place is usually not where you want to be, but it's where you need to be. It's not attractive always, uh, but it's effective. Uh, uh, the second part of that is uh, the assigned place seems more sacrificial than beneficial. All right. So it's going to seem like you've given a whole lot more and getting a whole lot less. Uh, uh, but, but in reality, you're not coming up short. All right. Uh, 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 the third thing about that assigned place, uh, is that opposition is going to be your welcome, okay? So so you'll be met with resistance. Uh, thinking about strains that Paul mentioned, uh, effective work and opposition in the same breath. Did y'all hear me? He mentioned effective work and many adversaries all in the same breath. Uh, uh, and, and many of us got turned off of a place. We allowed somebody to run us off. We allowed somebody to run us out. Uh, because we expected, at a, uh, uh, when God expanded us, we expected a party. Can I help you? Uh, 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 opposition just might be your part. You waiting on them to celebrate you. You waiting on people to blow up balloons and get you a cake. You waiting on all of this stuff to happen. And that's not the way that happens. Paul says, I know I'm where I'm supposed to be because I got so many people that are working against me. That's how I know. So, so, so what if the opposition was your party? What if the opposition was your welcome? What if the resistance was the thing and the indicator that let you know that you were in the right place at the right time doing the right thing? And the last thing about that, that assigned place is that it's the only place where the fruit that remains will show up. All right. I, I want to make sure we don't, uh, um, everybody can achieve a quick win. Uh, uh, we all know how to map a quick win. We can conjure up a quick win. Uh, uh, but, but everybody does produce fruit that remains. And the only way that you achieve and, and produce fruit that will stay, that will remain, that will continue to produce, is that you be in the assigned place. Paul says it is a great door. He acknowledges that it is a great door. Some text translations, that's why I read them all to you, because uh, one text said wide open. And the other one said great and effective. And one said it's a, it's a great door. And so, so it, it, it's an understanding uh, that every preferred place is not an assigned place, 
but every assigned place produces fruit that remains. And I don't know about you, uh, uh, but but I don't want to be a tree with no fruit at this point. I don't want to be a vine with no fruit. I don't want to be something that just looks pretty but doesn't taste good. I don't want to be something uh, that's pretty to look at but does not produce. Uh, this is a season where we understand uh, that if God is altering our plans, it's so that he can put us in an assigned place. And, and how I am in my assigned place dictates uh, of what I receive from that experience. Can I be honest with us? Some of us were in the right place, but we had the wrong attitude. So we didn't produce fruit, and then we tried to curse the season. It wasn't the season, it was you. All right? All right? So, so I want to make it wasn't the devil. It was you. Because at the end of the day, when God places you in that place, he desires that you produce. The only thing standing between production uh, uh, and, and, and really purpose is you. The only thing standing, so Paul says, I, I, I'm not upset in my waiting. I'll tarry. I will wait in expectation uh, because there's a great door of effective work that is in the current place. And I know it because I have so many people uh, uh, who, who are coming against me. But of course, I want to turn this corner. I want to turn this corner because I want to be able to say to you uh, that, that, that altered plans are part of, uh, 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 of expansion, uh, assigned places knowing where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there, and knowing when to transition, when you need to transition. All of that is in the assigned place. Uh, but then, finally, with expansion, uh, uh, then we have to come to grips or we have to learn to uh, appreciate and accept assured promises. Assured promises. Uh, uh, the part I forgot to mention uh, was that Paul says, I'll tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost for a great and effective door has opened. I'll say it again. Uh, uh, I'll tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great and effective door has opened. Uh, uh, I, I pray your spirit uh, leaps like mine when I read it. Uh, it. It leaps every time I read this, uh, because it means that we are fighting an open door, because it's already been opened to us. You, you, you may see several doors in front of you. Hear me well today. You may see several doors. There may be many opportunities. Uh, uh, but the one God intends for you to walk through is already open and waiting on you. Uh, can, can I be honest and say that many of us struggle uh, because we are forcing a door. We're trying to play with the handle on a door. We are testing our keys on a door. Uh, we're trying to kick down a door. Uh, uh, but, but this text tells us, Paul tells us, that the indicator of being where you're supposed to be is the fact that there was a door, not just a door present, but a door open. I want to go back to what I said about Monty Hall and let's make a deal. Understand that those doors were closed doors. When it's God, he opens the door. When it's man, you have to kick down the door. There's no effort that's needed on your part with this part. Your part was how you waited. Your part was knowing where you're supposed to be. Your part was not getting offended when God makes you wait. Your part 
is not getting offended when you had your whole life, you had your five year, 10 year, 15 year plan, and God shakes that whole plan up and tells you this is not what I desire for your life. Your part is making sure that you line your attitude, your spirit up so that expansion can come. There is no expansion uh, uh, where, where people are disobedient. There is no expansion uh, where we are contrary against the will of God. The expansion comes from the work that we're able to do that God has already laid out before us. Paul says this door is not just any door. It's an open door, which means there's no need to fight what's already open. This is the direct result, listen, of our acceptance of the altar plan and our obedience in the assigned places. I said this last time, but it's worth saying again. If you can't stand to be inconvenienced by God, then you can't stand to be blessed by him. It is important that we understand that there is an open door. But it's also important to understand that every door is not necessarily your assignment. Every door is not necessarily your assignment. So the challenge of the open door, y'all hear me, challenge of the open door is that you have to know, you gotta know, you gotta, gotta, gotta know that God is altering your plan so that you can put down your preference and pick up your purpose. You gotta know that he is putting you in the signed places. He is showing you assigned places, but then you gotta rest in his assured promise. And that is that if you do what you're supposed to do, if you land where you're supposed to land, he will make sure you don't have to fight what's already yours. You'll never have to fight for what he's already given you. And so declare victory family, I pray today that we are walking in victory. I pray uh, um, that, that we can hear the voice of God. I pray uh, that we would learn to discern his voice. Uh, certainly, again, I pray uh, that, that even when he shifts our plans, uh, that we won't become inconvenienced or that we won't become upset, but that we will wait in the spirit that we are supposed to wait. Again, today is the day that we receive expansion. Today is the day that we also accept our work. Well, that's my message for today. Uh, I hope, again, you can join us for the discussion. And I want to make sure uh, at this time, just before we go into Love, Life, and Victory discussion, I want to make sure that I get to greet everybody who I may have missed uh, on the first go-round. So if you have joined our call since we've started, uh, maybe you joined a little bit after we started uh, at this time, uh, I want to make sure that we can all greet each other. So feel free to come off of mute and you can greet. Good morning. Good morning, it's Carla. Hey, good morning, Carla. Good morning. Good morning, Brother April. God bless you. Good morning, Brother April. Good morning, it's Diane. Hey, good morning, Diane. Good morning, Good morning, it's Monica. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, it's Dee I heard Dee Good morning. There's somebody else. Rochelle. Good morning, Pastor Winston. Hey, good morning, Rochelle. Good morning, it's Barbara Alamoda. I feel like that sermon, that declaration was spoken directly into me. Thank you so wow. much. Awesome. Wow. Bless you, Sister Barbara. 
Good morning tonight, Jay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'd like to know was First Corinthians and what chapter was what was that? Um, sixteen. The first sixteen. Okay. Yeah, First Corinthians sixteen eight and nine. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. It's Priscilla. Good morning, Pastor Winston. Good morning, Priscilla. Good morning, Pastor Winston. Good morning, DV family. This is Gloria. Good morning, Gloria. everybody. Uh, at this time, we want to open up for a discussion. Uh, of course, our love, life, and victory discussion. Uh, we want to open that floor at this time. If anybody has any comments, if anybody has any questions, anything that uh, you might want to convey or any moments that really, really spoke to you, uh, please feel free to share at this time. Good morning, Pastor Winston. This is Rochelle again. I just wanted to say, uh, first of all, I need to find my head. You have blown my whole head off um, with that declaration this morning. And what really stood out last night as I began to read Revelations 4, um, I re I kept reading and, I, you know, what stood out was the voice and how Christ's voice sounded like a trumpet. But then he had me go back to the very beginning and it said the open door. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when I looked at that, I said, it said welcoming, you know, and I tell myself yeah. and my kids all the time, if God has made it possible, you don't have to fit with that thing. It will work out. It will, you don't have to add to it. You don't have to take away. It will work the way it works. So as you begin to talk about that open door, it just blew my mind of how it just stood out and just said, welcome. When God, to me, when God Anything that God wants you to do, speaking of me, um, it's welcoming. It's not a struggle. It's not hard. Um, I, I, you cleared up so many, so many things for me because I used to plan a vacation and um, it never would come about. It would rain. Um, the money wasn't there. And I was just like, Lord, but this is a family thing. You know, why can it not come together? It wasn't the right time and it wasn't. It was for our protection. Um, so I thank you for that. It clears up so much stuff when, you know, you are praying and looking in your heart posture and your posture toward God is one way. He will clarify so many things for you. So I thank you for that. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you. God bless you, Michelle. Thank you so much for that. That is that is major. Uh, and I think, that, like you said, uh, it is easy sometimes to declare an open door, right? Uh, but it is even more challenging uh, sometimes to accept what comes with that open door. So thank you for that. Anyone else? Anyone else? Good morning, Pastor. It's Krishanda again. Hello. Um, hi. I enjoyed your declaration. Um, 
so good, that open door and waiting. And I feel like I've always kind of been able to flow and doors would just open and that was good. And then God brought me to a season of, of to wait and how the comments that you were making about how you wait, um, you know, learning to rest and trust um, when it looks crazy can be a challenge. <laughs> uh, it could be a challenge, but um, for me, I want on that that so um, that uh, the need to really you know keep looking at his face to keep my face um, my eyes to him instead of looking to the right or to the left um, to, to say, is this this door, Lord? Is it this door, Lord? <laughs> nope. They still. Is it this door? Nope. <laughs> so. Uh, thank you for your declaration. It was so good. I'm just learning to um, trust the process. And I say that, um, but really at peace with it, um, to know that he's going to open up the right door. And I only want his door um, for me. God bless. Praise God. Praise God. Only the door that he opens. I, I tell you, I used to really have a problem with trying to, to knock down the door, to force a door. Uh, and then I had to realize that if I'm forcing it, it's not God. Uh, but when it's God, uh, he makes sure that we don't have to force it open. He makes sure that we don't have to, to try to do his work uh, when he's already promised uh, to do it for us. And so, again, uh, thank you so much for that. Thank you for that. And it's such an awesome door when he opens it. It's better than we can ever imagine or think. You're like, for real, God, when he does it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, good morning, Pastor. Um, thank you. This is Sister Didi. Um, oh, I'm at work, so and none of the kids are here yet. I was blessed for, to be put in this position after 30 years of AT&T forcing um, jobs. You know what I mean? Trying to start it at 17, and when you use that analogy, um, you know, sometimes we'll get to a door, and you made it so clear. When it's God, you ain't got to force it. You ain't got to try that knob. My grandmother used to tell us all the time, if it don't fit, don't force it. I thought it was a song. I mean, it was a song, <laughs> but the truth is, right. is that the things that we try to fit in, you know, even trying to fit in certain circles that I'm a square, I ain't supposed to be in a circle. I mean, and just the whole, you know, things that, that, that you know that aren't really for you, but you try to fit your way in and go in doors and open doors and break in doors and kick down doors. If you just turn the knob, it's open. It's not God. So I thank you this morning for that word. And it was so just light. I love your teaching. It's a sound because I'm, I'm really, um, uh, I'll be 53 in November and my, my hearing spiritually has changed. So I like what I hear in your sound. And, I, and so thank you, man of God. Refreshing. Didi, thank you so much. And again, um, I think I, I tried to teach the way that I can receive as well. And I do think we're experiencing a major shift in the body of Christ. And I'm sure you would agree uh, that even uh, some of what we have heard um, is not necessarily the most sound for this season. And now we're being stripped of a lot. And so uh, so we're going to have to count on sound voices, sound doctrine, and all of the above. So thank you. That is a major, major compliment. Continue to pray for me, Didi, and I appreciate you. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hey, Good morning. Hi. This is uh, Mona. Oh, sorry, sorry, Prosperous. I, I kind of beat you, Prosperous. <laughs> hey, 
I got it. We can do it. Okay. Um, hi. Um, Pastor. Listen, this is my name is Mona. Okay. I got so much, a lot out of your um, declaration, but I wish I would write now more. <laughs> but, but the question I wanted to ask you was when you had said, um, the, um, obstacles, you know, the obstacles, it's going to be obstacles, obstacles in, in what he, um, wait a minute. I want to be clear. Are you saying even when, the door he opened the door for us the door is open even in those in those things it's going to be obstacles that's what you were saying too there will be challenges that's right that's challenges, right. right right so that's the thing that i'm i think that um i'm gonna i need to be more clear on with my um, understanding or or at least um let go of the control because when you said that that hit me right there you gotta let go of the trying to control things you know because you know, even in the pursuit of right now, I'm pursuing um, what what my business and, and and through it, I see the obstacles. And I was thinking like, okay, I was questioning, oh God, is this the right door? Is this the right place? You know, but it just, you kind of like reaffirmed to me that um, it is going to be obstacles, but could you elaborate more on like how you could defer, defer um, what, what, um, what type of obstacles he was seeing and what ones that of course the enemy is going to be sending some too so that's what i'm like okay i'm going to be able to know that this is god trying to shift me um like you know when you were saying that like he want to um not change the plan but like change the yeah change his plan but we got to be willing to um change with it you know knowing that he's changing the plan not me you know what i'm trying to say hope i'm not rumbling is i no Okay. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. Um, I will say there's opposition from both sides. There can be opposition, of course, as we know. Um, and I think Mona, I don't know if you were on the last call that I did, uh, but but I was saying to everybody that there's only two ways that things happen. And this is what I teach at my church. There's only two ways that things happen. Either God causes them or He allows them. But but whether it is sent by the enemy, whether it is it is whatever it is. It is signed off on by God. So if right. you are facing challenges in a place, uh, Paul says, for instance, uh, there, there's a great work, uh, a great door of effective work that has already opened to me. And, and the reason I know it is because there are so many adversaries here. Um, mm -hmm. I will say this to you. When it is God, uh, you experience he'll never drop you in a place where you don't have his peace. So I put it like this. I've been on jobs before. Uh, I've been in assignments before where I was not cared for. Uh, I've been in assignments before where I was not the favorite, uh, where I was uh, had resistance coming from every side. But when I tell you that I had the peace of God, and that is the indicator that you are where you're supposed to be. Because notice, even while Paul had adversaries, Paul had peace. So I want to say how you'll know it's God is that you have his peace with you. And where his peace is, he also renders his protection. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. Thank you. That makes so much sense. Okay. okay. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Um, Pastor, this is Pastor Pam. Who, Mona? Thank you for asking those questions because I, I, I wanted to know that too. I wish I was writing. I was out <laughs> walking, and I came in, and I, um, you said so many things that were. Um, similar to what Mona was asking, but I just wanted to just give a declaration, not declaration, but just a testimony to what you were talking about when you have those 10 year, 15 year plan. And I was that person. I was that person 
I just celebrated my 53rd birthday. I was that person where, you know, I went to school, got the degree, you know, and then I happened to be in um, the South Bay area right when Silicon Valley started booming, like when the tech industry started. So I got all into that and, you know, not to bore you with all the details, but I was just on this thing where I just knew I was going to be like, you know, doing something, you know, whether it was a CEO or something, I was just on it. And I felt like it was a constant pressing against something that I don't know if God had it for me. Like I, and I just realized it like the past three years ago, I um, ended up quitting a job that I had at Oracle because it was just too much. I was just, just doing too much. And God has had me in this place of, um, I shared on the call um, that I felt stuck, but I know I'm getting unstuck, but it's, it's, it's a process that he's taking me through, but I feel I feel that peace that I hadn't had before where, you know, man will teach you to just, Hey, go for what you want, be bullish, you know, and, and if you really follow what, what man tells you to do in career, you'll be doing all that stuff. And then you, I'm hitting a brick wall. So God continues to reveal to me what he is doing. And it's just, I'm just at peace. I'm at rest and I'm not worrying. I mean, I I just have a job now where I can work from home. I'm not like totally overexerting myself. It's just amazing. I know that was a mouthful, <laughs> but thank you so much for your share. It was wonderful. That is correct. Happy belated birthday. Uh, also, this is, uh, I'm just, thank I'm you. overwhelmed uh, when, when we really all come together and kind of hear different pieces of the word that goes forth. I think that the, the purpose of the word uh, is to touch everybody in a certain place. And so again, uh, I'm so glad that we had today's declaration, but I'm even more glad uh, that it is resonating in the hearts of God's people. So thank you for that. Good morning. It's nourishing, Nakisha. Um, what really stood out to me was, is your heart right, right while you're waiting? Do you have the right attitude while you're waiting? So um, that really, I needed to check myself with that, especially during this um, season that we are in um, with the country being shut down and jobs being furloughed or just permanently lost. And I must admit that there was some days that I was just like, okay, um, I'm tired of this. Something needs to happen. And I'm like, wow, I didn't, I, I know that I did not have the the right heart posture during this whole time, and I was definitely um, needed to check myself in that because we don't know what's going to happen next, but we have to know that, like you said, it's either God allowed it or, oh, God, I can't think of what the other, um, he signed off on it either which way. Yeah, he signed off on it. So it's about how how are we going to respond to that are we going to truly trust in him during um 
the seasons. So uh, there were so many other things, but that just really, really convicted me. So going on mute. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Um, that is that is what the word is content, intended to do, of course, to remind us, uh, but to also quicken us, right? To launch us, to push us, uh, and sometimes to convict us, certainly. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm really just glad that you honed in on that posture part. Uh, because I, that is something my church is, is anybody who goes to my church is going to tell you, uh, I preach heavily on our posture. And, and I take it from several areas, from, from our posture in worship to our posture in service, uh, to our posture in our giftings. All of that matters because the posture, you can have the right placement and have the wrong posture. Uh, so, so thank you again for that. Anybody else? Yes, good morning. Um... Pastor Winston, this is Sister Priscilla. So, um, first of all, thank you for your declaration. Uh, it was very, very rich um, and um, spoke to me in a lot of different ways. I've been in a, uh, a season of um, a difference, very different from my life. And it's been between um, and uh, this time of that we're all quarantined. Uh, let me just say this before I say that. God has flipped some things on me that I don't, didn't see coming, um, but I know he allowed. Okay. Um, so this message, um, this declaration for me, I hear everyone, I hear a lot of it. This is enjoyment. Oh, thank you very much. And that's wonderful. That's great. You know, this, is, this resonated. Yes. And I feel, I feel there's a lot of, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? For me, let me just go back to me. For me, it, it's not that it's tough, but I don't want to miss God. So, so I've missed him so much on so many things. Um, so I don't want to miss again. And this is why I love the prayer of victory because of the, the it's kind of like you, you get what you need here. And I love this. So I love that how you identified the assignment, how you know when it's God and you gave the four points. Um, I think, I think my attitude is, is pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I have my moments that I'm learning to cast down and, and turn away from that. I think God knows the process of our nature that we have to work with. I know that I have the peace of God because of what I've gone through and, and the opposition. There's so much opposition around me in so many different ways. Um, and yet I lean to not what I think about it, but where what the word says about it. Yeah. And um, he called. He's called me to a fast. And how do I know that he called me to this fast? Um, I went grocery shopping and got everything I wasn't supposed to get. Okay, it's supposed to be a Daniel fast. But in my mind, and it's interesting how God here. You don't speak it, but God knows what you're thinking. We know He knows all things, but He knows. And I'm I'm, I'm shopping at a place, and I'm thinking things that I want for my fast and I'm doing the Daniel fast and this and that. Literally yesterday, someone gave me a box of groceries 
and they just called me up and just said, I just went shopping. I just got a box of groceries from blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to, do you want it? Because I don't need it. And I said, yeah, I'll take it. So she was all fruits and vegetables, which I know you love. I go, yes, I'll take it because I'm doing a Daniel fast and I love it. Literally everything in there I wanted was in there. Everything, literally, from corn to strawberries to cucumbers, you name it, everything in there. And it blew my mind. I said, you really do want me to fast. You you want me to do this? Yes. I appreciate this. And, 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 and I just don't want to miss them. So I, I'm, I guess what I'm saying to you, um, Pastor, is I thank you so much for this. Because for me, the timing of it, and this is how it's been with me with Declare Victory, every rich message that I get, the timing of it is right on time. It's just, and, and I thank God that I'm in the right place. Now, doing the work, and, and like you said, the process, uh, we can't, you said it in the very beginning, uh, you said so much. I was writing so fast, my hand started hurting um, because I was trying to get everything that you said. So glad we have pay, playback. Um, struggling with the task where you're standing now does not look like where you want to go. So true. Um, real expansion is not coming from a familiar place. So true. Um God blesses you in the unfamiliar place. Well, okay. <laughs> okay, God, help me to stay here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, see, see how I am? See, it's not like I'm not tiptoeing through the tulips with this, okay? So <laughs> this is a real thing. Um, but I, I uh, and it's an altered plan. Come to grip, come to grip with the altered plan. This season is not about comfort. Okay, okay, I get that. Um, and I'm always saying the word Terry. And I love the way you broke down the, that, that, that explanation. But I'm not saying it. It's coming to my spirit as I talk it. Because I don't absolutely don't know all the things I'm saying sometimes. Uh, what it absolutely means, you know. Um, and then ultimately, like... Uh, uh, the sister just said that it was Nakisha. The posture while we're waiting matters. That's real important. Um, and um, and so then you ask the question: How are you waiting today? <laughs> you said that. How are you waiting today? <laughs> and I had to say, I had to reflect. I had to go back. You know. So anyway, yeah. This was incredibly rich. That's what comes up. Incredibly rich. And um, we have, you know, and I love that God's open door is already open. Like we always say, we're fighting to victory. We already have the victory. We're fighting to the victory. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just bless you. Just bless you. That's my, uh, and I have four pages of scribbled notes, and I'm glad for the playback. But thank you so much for your declaration in this. Yeah. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, you are absolutely right. Um, I appreciated your, your, uh, authenticity to say, uh, that while I heard it, uh, there were some points that, that were meant to stretch. Uh, and, 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 and how many times, uh, when God gives us a word, as you know, uh, it, it, it often stretches us before it stretches people. And that's something what a lot of people don't realize is a 
a lot of times people think they're preparing something for, for other people, but every word that God has given me, I've had to preach to myself. <laughs> and say, I'll mm-hmm. certain parts, say, you know, wow and others, and, and say, okay, God, I get it. Uh, but, but ultimately to move forward in the things of Him. So thank you so much for that. God bless you. God bless you too. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, Brother Harris. Uh, great declaration. Now, I was, there were a few things that um, stood out to me. I like that part where you talked about um, putting down your preference, preference and picking up your purpose. That'll preach by itself all, um, all along. But uh, you said one thing, and, 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 and we're going back to uh, the verse, and Paul recognized that, uh, that there was an open door that he needed to tarry because there were uh, a great many adversaries. I believe, you know, as, 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 as we walk close to God and, and, and we're, we're in this expansion business, that we can discern that the most places of opportunity are often um, surrounded by adversity or, or great adversary. Yeah. Um, and you talk about the process, you know, uh, the, the, the pushing through. If you want to plant a garden, you've got to break the ground. Yeah. And a seed planted, in order to expand, it's got to, it's got to break through that soil. Yeah. If you want to get a degree, you know, you got to break it open some books. And, and I dare say that when you did this declaration, you had to break open that Bible. And yeah. so there's this, there's a way that when when we understand that uh, because we live in this world and this world has been given over to the to the Prince of Power for a season that um, in God's expansion is going to be uh, adversaries because the the enemy knows uh, what we want to do and the enemy also knows the, the places of the greatest um, potential for expansion. So it's naturally that he's going to put uh, the greatest roadblocks. But I, I also was looking at the last part of that. Paul talks about Pentecost is coming. Yeah. Beyond Pentecost was when the Holy Spirit was poured out and a great many souls uh, were one. Before that Pentecost came, the disciples had to get in the room and they had to tarry, which which you so um, so eloquently uh, um, stated as as waiting with expectation, but they also had to come in accord with one another. The church now is in that tarrying mode uh, due to the in sheltered place, and and you 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 see a great many opinions uh, interdenominationally uh, around, and and so you know I feel like God is saying, listen. You need to work my plan, but we need to come accord to one another. I'm so glad that in my process, that God not only says there's an open door, but there's a Pentecost coming. So that means there's a there's a people that is waiting, and so that our plans of expansion uh, are will be realized. That even though we go through that open door, that there's going to be people that's not only waiting, that but there'll be a people that will accept. Because we're going through with, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Great declaration, Pastor. God bless you. 
God bless you, sir. Uh, Eric, you can you gave me something else, so that's good. So we'll be talking on that. Yes, sir. Anyone else? All right, well, if there's nothing else, uh, let me go ahead and close us out. Again, thank you all for being on the Declare Victory call. And certainly I thank God for each and every person that has been on. I thank God for your very life. God, we love you and we thank you for this time. We thank you for this word. God, we thank you for those who have prayed, for those who have labored, for those who have interceded, God, on behalf of others. I pray that this word be light for us. I pray that this day be blessed for us. And I pray that your will be done, God. We love you and we thank you. For all things, God, God, we bind up the hand of the enemy, God, and we lose your victory. God, we walk in your victory. We thank you that we're not defeated people, but we're victorious in you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And thank God you all are released. Have an amazing day. You too, Pastor. God bless you. God bless you. Hear y'all in the morning.